It's your time to be a champion. Good evening to all of my 99.1 WDJYFM listeners. Guys, I'm so excited to be with you on tonight. I, I just don't even have the words. I feel like it's been so long, even though it was last week. <laughs> so you know you're tuned in to Change the Family, Change the World, where our mission is to direct the path of coming generations by providing resources and support to help break negative generational cycles. Guys, today's topic is changing the world will require you to do it anyway. All right, I'm going to say that one more time. (laughs) Changing the world, because I know everybody listening, you want to change the world, you want to do something great, you want to leave a legacy, right? It's going to require you to do it anyway, right? And then for my subtopic, and you know that one usually kind of make you clutch your pearls a little bit, right, or make your toes say, ouch. So I want you to understand that you have got to really tap into the fact that you have to have your faith over your feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your faith over your feelings. So I'm going to give you a few points, right, to try to just stay on task because I can stay in faith over feelings for the entire show, but we're not going to do that today, right? So the first point, and before I begin, guys, you know what we do every single week. When the show comes on, I need you to have your pencils out, your notepads, your iPads, whatever utensil you're going to use so that you can jot down notes. Why? We always say it. Because if you don't write it, you won't take action. And this show is all about action, infecting you with change so that you can take action and live your best life, right? So grab those things now if you haven't already before I give the first point. All right? Okay. So point number one, life isn't what it is. (laughs) It isn't just it is what it is. And I know many of you say that. I get it. But I'm just here as that change agent to say it isn't. It isn't it it is what it is. That's not it. Life is exactly what you make of it. If, If you sit down and you strategize and you create goals and you work, toward those goals, right? So you're not just stuck at, I'm just going to pray. Oh, Lord, the Lord just going to do it. Yeah, he is going to do it. When you get up out of the old chair, he is going to do it when you get up and do the work because we all know that what? Faith without works is completely dead, right? So it isn't just it is what it is. No, if it hurts, let it hurt. If it's sad, let it be sad. If it's joyous, let it be joyous. There are words for every emotion in what you feel, So it is what it is. That's just one of those things. That's one of those coping mechanisms, right, that we have kind of just adapted and put into our vocabulary to just say, oh, it just is what it is. I'm all right. It is what it is. No, it isn't. So I want you to make sure that you are intentional with your wording and what you are saying for your life. The things that you're speaking over your life are the very things that will come to pass. So is it what it is? No. It's great. It's awesome. It's terrific. It's on its way. I'm working hard, and it's getting there. Let, let's use our words. <laughs> Y'all know my background is early child education, right? So when I used to be in the classroom with the little ones, I use your words, sweetheart. So now I challenge you, use your words, sweetheart, <laughs> because life isn't just what it is, all right? Strategy definitely will get you there every time. All right, you ready for number two? I hope so because I'm ready. Feelings change like the weather, okay? Your feelings <laughs> 
are going to change like the weather. Now, I used to always say people change like the weather because that's a whole other show talking about people pleasing, but we'll do that too, right? But your feelings, they change like the weather. So our emotions, they've led us astray so long. And one thing I want you to remember when it comes to talking about changing the world and doing it anyway and really having that mindset of faith over feelings, you've got to remember that your feelings change so much. One minute you cold, the next minute you hot. One minute I want to wear long pants, the next minute I want to wear short. It's, listen, one day I'm going to have weave in my hair, one day I'm going to chop it all off. My feelings don't change, Right? And so what that shows you is that your feelings aren't what? Consistent. So you can't rely on something to lead you to change this world, to change your family that isn't consistent. Your feelings are altered depending on the weather, depending on what someone said to you, depending on how you woke up. If you slept wrong, your neck is hurting and your feelings is changing and and all over the place, right? So that's the one thing that we can no longer rely on to lead us anywhere, right? So your feelings, yes, they change like the weather, and they are inconsistent. And because they are inconsistent, we have to allow our faith to rule over us, okay? And now this third one, I I just want to forewarn you. (laughs) If you've listened to the show before, then you're already ready because you're ready anytime I open my mouth because you never know what's going to come out. But if it's your first time, brace yourself, okay? It's really not that bad. (laughs) Yeah, write that whole thing. It really isn't that bad. And I know, I know, but you just don't understand. You don't know what I've been through. You just don't know what they did to me. Listen, coming from a household, having two parents who were previously incarcerated, on multiple drugs, always just buying me presents, never really giving me their presents, I understand hardship. I understand pain very well. But here's what I'm here to give you hope with, right? It really isn't that bad. We live in a society today where we, as a people, can do so much. We can research so many things. We have access to so much. Now, whether we use it or not, that's a whole totally different show topic. But it really isn't as bad as you make it out to be, there's something in your situation, no matter what it is. This is a universal thing now. Whatever it is, it's something in there, in your situation, in what you're in, that you can say, you know what, yeah, that's going well for me. You know what, I probably can't do that now, but I'll be able to do it then. And you know what, I can't do that, but I can do this. Oh, you know what, I don't have the money to pay all of that, but I can pay a little bit. I can pay some of this. Oh, yeah, they left me, but you know what? Maybe it's because my life is going in a different direction, and where I am going, they can't come with me. It, It could be. One thing I want you to remember is that God is very intentional. And so knowing that nothing, absolutely nothing that you've been through will ever be wasted will help you keep the mindset of, it's, it's not that bad. Like, I'm still alive. I'm still kicking. At the end of the day, if that's all you can say, that's more than what some other people can say. So if that's what you have to hold on to, hold on to it. It's really not that bad. I'm alive. I'm well. I have breath in my body. I don't need a pill to wake me up in the morning or a nurse to wipe my behind. Hey, it's really not that bad. And, and I dare you, I, I triple dog dare you to pick up your bed and walk. 
I triple dog dare you to get up out of that rut that you've been sitting in for 10 and 15 and 20 years since they left you, since they betrayed you, since they fired you, since all of that mess, you've been stuck. And from you being stuck, you have completely stopped. And I dare you to pick up your bed immediately right now as you are listening. Pick up your bed and I dare you to walk. Walk out your life. Walk it out. Put one foot in front of the other and just say, I'm going to do it. What? Anyway, <laughs> I love it. So those are my nuggets. That's all I got for you. That's it. But I tell you what, the guest I have on tonight is going to drop a whole lot more and going to help you change the game for your life. So I know you want to know who it is, and I can't wait to share. So tonight we have on Dr. Vicki Johnson. Yes, guys. I'm excited. So listen, she's a visionary, an author, mentor, and a thought-provoking speaker whose audiences lead transformed, inspired, and hopeful. After hearing Vicki speak or sharing time with her in a workshop, seminar setting, women break up with the status quo in their life. Hello, somebody. They no longer live from survival mode but live a life of undeniable purpose, unstuck. They move through the world with clarity, more confidence, and self-worth. Adventure becomes their calling card, and they're filled with joy about what's coming next. Yes, whether it's corporate, communities, a faith, or one-on-one contact, Vicky's communication style is authentic, powerful, engaging, full of humor, and plant seeds of possibilities that often sprout into great work great people, and guess what? Great impact. Guys, you know we have to take a break, but you hold on tight because when I return, I will bring on none other than Dr. Vicki Johnson. So stay tuned. You're listening to Change the Family, Change the World on 99.1 FM, WDJY with your girl, Austin. Girl, if you don't hurry up, I know. <laughs> I am back, and I'm excited. So I told you guys, read the bio of our guest, and listen, I'm excited to have her here on the show tonight, Change the Family, Change the World. So without further ado, Dr. Johnson, are you here with us? Yes, I am. I'm just <laughs> sitting over here like, this is good stuff. I could just keep <laughs> listening. I love it. I love it. I am here, excited to be here, honored to be here and happy to share and just converse with you for a little bit. So thank you for inviting me into your world. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm excited. So listen, we have one question that we ask every single guest um, in the beginning because we got to get to know one another. And they're just sitting there like, well, shucks, half of the people, majority of them know you. Some of them like, hmm, I wonder if I see her pictures online, but what is her story behind that beautiful smile? (laughs) So share with us. What's your story? Wow, my story, (sighs) I like to say my story is a story of every woman. I often say nothing surprises me because I have been through so many things. And so very succinctly, you know, I'm divorced, I've, experienced abortion, I've experienced miscarriage, I've experienced betrayal, infidelity, 
I have experienced um, people that I thought always being in my life, on my team, on my side, for me, walking away from me, so abandonment. You know, Mm -hmm. I've experienced being laid off of a job. I've experienced foreclosure, having a car repossessed. Uh, going through postpartum depression, and I and I, I want to just pause there for a moment. You know, I don't remember. I have one daughter, the mother of a beautiful daughter, who's now 23, but I don't remember her as an infant because I was dealing with postpartum depression the wow. first five years of her life. I've been through Chapter 13 and Chapter 7 bankruptcy. I've experienced, um, you know, being in extramarital relationships when mm-hmm. I was searching for some kind of stability and security mm-hmm. when, when I was married. And so my story is that of every woman. That is the basis of one of my books. I share my story in detail in one of my books, Addicted to Counterfeit Love. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the story of what happens when you're looking for love in all of the wrong places. And I had a wonderful childhood. I had both parents in my life, even though they weren't both in the home with me my entire childhood because my parents got divorced when I was nine years old. But my father was always very present. And I jumped to that because when I was approaching about 32, 33 years old, I was able to connect my parents getting a divorce with the way I approached relationships with men in my life Mm -hmm. between that time. And what my approach was that if I became everything I could be and was willing to lay down who I was for somebody else, they wouldn't leave me. Well, needless to say, that did not make my dad Mm -hmm. come back home to my mom, and it did not keep the men in my life and sometimes boys because when I was younger that didn't keep them from walking away or from, you know, being unfaithful. At the end of the day, I discovered I had to do my work. I had to do my work of personal development, of spiritual growth, to fill in all of the emptiness, allow God to do that so that I could then be my own standard by which I entered into relationships because of what I learned is that we allow the level of abuse in our lives to the degree that we abuse ourselves. And so until mm. I started honoring myself in every way that I knew to honor myself, then and only then was I able to require that other people honor me if they were going to be in my space. So that's my story in a in a nutshell, there there are many stories that I'll refer to as we're talking this evening, but that's who I am. That is the work of being a sister. Sacred sisterhood is really powerful and important to me, as is spiritual growth, as is soul wealth, which is what my life has evolved into, which is abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Those are the three tenets of my life that I live by, that I filter everything through, um, because at the end of the day, I know, and this is just another point, that we attract what we reflect. So our lives, our relationships are basically the result of our choices, because we Mm. live at choice in every moment, in every moment. So the people in our lives reflect 
you know, what what we've been putting out there. Mm. Good gracious. I hope y'all caught that because I'm over here running out of room on my paper already. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I love that. Abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Yep. Mm. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I know you shared um, a couple of moments um, from your story that were difficult, but I want you to just talk to us um, in a little more detail in a time when life was difficult or not going as you planned, but you had to do it anyway, and you saw the benefit of you doing it anyway, even when it hurt. Well, let me talk about the time when I was dealing with postpartum depression because we okay. don't really address that a lot in, mm-hmm. in communities of color. But I was dealing with postpartum depression in a marriage where I was miserable, and there was a time when I <laughs> I considered suicide because the mm. rainbow wasn't enough for me, right? Yeah. And at that point in my life, as far as I was concerned, the rainbow wasn't real. It was wow. a metaphor. It was figurative. And it really is what drives me to be so transparent and so down to earth because at that time there were not a lot of women living in their truth or yeah. walking out the courage to share their truth so transparently with others. So I, I had come home from work. And I had set the scene. I, I had caught the bus home from work. And then, you know, when you get off the bus, you got to walk a few blocks if the mm-hmm. bus is not right in front of your door. So I had right. come home after a long day at work, walked in my house, and hit the light switch to turn the lights on. And the lights had been turned off because mm-hmm. the electric bill had not been paid. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't responsible for paying the bills. So mm-hmm. I just want to insert parenthetically there that as much as you can, the, the power of doing your work is so that you don't have to live at the mercy of other people deciding mm-hmm. if they want to do right yes. by you, mm-hmm. right? Because there's Absolutely. nothing more powerless than feeling like you're at the mercy of somebody yes. else's decision to honor yes. you or not. And that's a place where I was in my life at that time, had turned on the switch, and my daughter wasn't home. She was a young girl, elementary age at the time, and I had come in, and she wasn't there. But I turned on the switch, and the lights did not come on. And at that moment, I had had enough. And I sat down in my living room at the time, and I just started to cry. I was like, Mm. I can't do this. Like, I cannot, I cannot take this. I can't do another day like this. And I thought about committing suicide and really thought about it. And that pause of analyzing how I was going to do it and what it was going to look like was God. Because in that moment, I started thinking of ways to do it, but kept thinking of what if it doesn't work? Mm. and what the consequences of it not working would be. Not only could I, you know, be um, mutilated or whatever physically, but I thought about the emotional and the literal consequence of probably being in a mental hospital. So I I was lucid enough to know (laughs) 
there was a chance mm-hmm. it wouldn't work, and I had to really think <laughs> if 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 I wanted to take that chance. Well, I yeah. didn't want to take that chance. That was a choice I made. But in not doing that, I still sat there miserable, feeling victimized and, and hopeless. Mm. And I could feel the blood rushing through my head and was lucid enough to know I was having a nervous breakdown. Wow. And in that moment, in the darkness, I remember while crying saying, God, please don't let me lose my mind. Mm. I don't want to lose my mind. Yeah. And and while I'm saying that, though, I could feel my mind slipping away from me. Like I was in the dark literally, and in my mind I was in darkness. And I said, God, I don't want to be in this place. Please don't let me lose my mind. And in that instant, I could feel me coming back to myself. And I sat there for a moment. I stopped crying and just had the thought, Vicky, start start saying out loud reasons to live. Yeah. Reasons why you got to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Reasons yeah. why you got to move forward. So I started thinking about my daughter and my parents and my siblings and the friends that I knew were with me. And I just said, God, if I can just get into the light, I know I'll be okay. And looked up and there was a candle on the table. And I found some matches and lit the candle and just sat there and fell asleep right there. Wow. And woke up uh, a couple hours later, you know, blew the candle out. Like, did she fall asleep with the candle burning? I did. It was a brand new candle, (laughs) so I knew I had a little time, right? Right. I'm cognizant of that. But when, when I woke up, I felt the, for me, that was an experiential revelation of weeping may endure for a night. Mm. But joy comes in the morning And when I woke up And it was almost the, It was almost the dawning Of a new day I knew I would be okay Yeah And that was Oh Probably almost 20 Plus years ago wow. That that happened But I often refer to that night Because I vividly remember that night I vividly mm. remember that night. Another, just one more example, um, I experienced two abortions, and I don't say that with pride. I say it because there's some woman or women listening to me who yeah. have never said that out loud. And the yeah. beginning of your healing process is to acknowledge that it happened. That's right. And so I had two abortions from two different extramarital relationships that I had Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to save a marriage that I ended up losing anyway. Mm. (laughs) You talking about somebody wanting to quit? I'm loving it. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. You had every reason to. (laughs) Like I I aborted two pregnancies, two children, two babies that I wanted to have because the men that I was pregnant from, the fathers, I loved them. So they were love children, okay, Mm. just keeping it real. They were love children. But I did not have the courage to face a fire that I thought would consume me. So I Mm. aborted babies to protect a marriage that I was miserable in 
that I ended up losing anyway to divorce. Mm, mm. And I had to make a choice. Yeah. Am I going to stuff and suppress this truth? Or am I going to allow life to come out of it? Yeah, Yeah. I choose life. So how do I pick life? First, I'm going to acknowledge that I had those experiences. Then I'm going to do the work of healing from the grief and mourning of aborting two children that I really wanted. So I had to honor their lives. I had to do that work, which I did. So I went through some abortion recovery processes where I was able to acknowledge that those were gifts from God and that they were children that I will see again. And God blessed me to experience. I was listening one morning driving to work. Um, Jack Hayford, Pastor Jack Hayford, who wrote mm-hmm. a book called I Will Hold You in Heaven. And he wrote the book to minister to women who had had abortions. Wow. And that book healed me. Like, I'm mm. so healed. I am so healed. He concluded the book by saying, do something to honor the memory of those children, knowing that you are living to live again and that you will see them again. Yes. And so now I take those experiences and I honor the lives of of those children, my children, and I'm able to keep moving forward. And I share the story to share with women who may be stuck in a place of guilt, who may be stuck in a place of shame, who may be stuck in a place of unworthiness, Mm-hmm. that you can be healed from those things and those places and that you will see those children again and that the grief is real, the mourning is real, but do something to honor their memory so that you can move forward and embrace what life you have left to make a difference and make impact. Yeah, that's so powerful. I've never heard of that book, but I sure wrote it down. Mm. Guys, you know, I'll definitely make sure that that's on the website. I I love that. One of the things that you said that I've circled and highlighted <laughs> as I was listening is sharing your truth, right? And, and you share that very unapologetically, and I love that. But you 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 share it, and and, and you say you're healed, and we can hear that you're healed, right? We can see that you are. You're living proof that you are. What do you say to the women who are listening that have a desire to help and to, and to be entrepreneurs or, or to solve a problem that they're dealing with, not one that they've overcome, not one that they've shared their truth on, one that they still struggle in, but they think, that the way to really get over it is to now start a company or start a nonprofit that's now going to help speak to that pain, although they haven't yet healed from it nor shared their truth. What what do you say to that woman? Stop. You're wasting time. Mm. Stop. You're putting the cart before the horse. You can't give away what you don't have. It is the equivalent of going to the doctor and your doctor 
operating on you with an open wound. So the doctor has cut you open, and the doctor is bleeding into your open wound from his yeah. or her wound because they have not done the necessary Ooh. steps to That's heal um, themselves so that they can come in and help you heal without infecting you further. Yeah. It's the equivalent of that. So stop. Because mm. you're either going to deal with your stuff now or you're going to deal with it later. <laughs> mm. One way or another. But you're going to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. So stop now. Push pause. I'm not saying erase or delete what you've done. I'm yeah. saying push pause. Do your work. Do yeah. your work so mm. that you are operating and living and manifesting from a place of wholeness and not brokenness. Yeah. Because eventually, yeah. if you don't, you're going to bleed into the lives of the people that you desire to reach. You just mm. cannot give away what you don't have. Because when you do that, you ultimately end up being resentful. Whew. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Wow. I hope you guys wrote that down. Stop. Pause. <laughs> don't don't completely take it away. Don't completely delete it. But you need to get your healing. You you got to put in your work. And healing mm, is painful, right? Yes. A lot of times we avoid healing because we don't want to do go through the process. But to that I say trust the process. Yeah. Trust the process. Healing yes. is painful initially. Yes, it is. I am a <laughs> living kidney donor. I'm a living kidney donor. I gave my cousin a kidney about six years ago. And I will never, ever, ever, I will always remember what my surgeon said to me going into the, the operation to remove my kidney, to give it to my cousin. She said, Vicki, first I just want to say thank you. This is the most altruistic thing you could ever do in this wow. life is to save yeah. somebody's life by giving literally a piece of you to them. Yeah. She said, but what I want you to remember is when you wake up in the recovery room and we take you back to your room, I want you, because you're going to be in pain. You are going to be in pain. I don't want to sugarcoat that. She said, I want you to always remember every day it gets better if you keep walking. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Because after surgery, they come in because they don't want any blood clots or anything. They make you get up out of the bed, tubes and all. Yes, that's right. And they walk, make you walk through the hallways. Mm-hmm. She mm. said, if you keep walking, yes, every day gets better. Yes. And the first week was very difficult. I had insomnia. I couldn't sleep. I was in pain. You know, I was taking my meds, and even when I took my pain medication, I couldn't sleep. I, I had insomnia a few days. So I was miserable. So I got Uh up, and I kept saying to myself, if I keep walking, every day gets better. And eventually, it got better. better. And so that's what Mm. I say to the sister that's listening. Keep walking forward, because every day, it gets better. That's true, when you trust the process. We get stuck in pain when we stop. 
and refuse to That's move. Right. That's right. But breathe through it, and eventually it gets better and the pain dissipates. And before you know it, like now, I can go and I can look in the mirror where I was cut open. I see a scar, but it doesn't hurt anymore. Mmm. <laughs> yes. It doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah. I only Ooh. I only refer to it in moments like this. But it doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah. And the scar mm. is just evidence of where I was cut. Come on now. But mm. it doesn't hurt anymore. I refer to it to to share that you too can trust the process. Mm. Guys, listen, but it doesn't hurt anymore. You better write that down in all caps with an exclamation behind it. Hashtag, but it doesn't hurt anymore. Not wow. at all. Wow. Guys, listen, I, I hate to do it, but I have to. We got to take a quick break. Um, oh, my God. We got to take a break. But when we come back, um, we're going to finish out with um, Vicky, so that she can continue to pour into each and every one of you that are on the dial and online listening right now. So don't go anywhere. Stay with us because you are listening to Change the Family, Change the World with your girl off the We'll be right back. hope that you're not just coming in because you missed a whole lot (laughs) a whole lot of some good good stuff that is really life-changing life-changing and you know I'm big on generational blessings and and really reversing the curse in families And, and I trust that every word that has been spoken thus far is doing just that in each and every one of you who are tuned in so I'm excited that you came back with us and those of you just joining listen you'll have to listen uh to the replay online because <laughs> it will have it posted soon on the website but we're going to jump right back in we're going to jump right back in because it was just getting good and i had to go to break um so i want to ask vicky because um, on your site you, you talk about women no longer living from survival mode um but the life of undeniable purpose so, so if I am a woman in this survival mode, how would I know? Because, because I'm sure that there's women out there right now listening who don't believe they are in it, <laughs> and I want to pull back the cloth. So how would I know? You're tired, you're irritable, bitter, you are mm. angry, you're fatigued, you can't sleep, you snack a lot, you put everybody else first. Mm. You're living on fumes. Yes. You're paranoid, frustrated, not happy. Your circumstances dictate your emotional response. You're reactive and not proactive. And if you really tune in to yourself and, and are honest with yourself, you're not living the life that you desire to live. Mm. Yeah. You're not. You're pretending. 
You're protecting that. You're protecting an image that doesn't work for you. I'm gonna say that again. You are protecting an image that's really not working for you, but you're caught up with the pretense because you've been living a lie for so long. Ooh. You know there are gonna be consequences for you to confess. But confession yeah. is good for the soul because confession will set you free. That's right. And honestly, this is the truth right here. This is gonna bless me. I'm about to bless myself. Let's do Oftentimes it. we are caught up impressing people who don't care about us anyway. They could care less. Like <laughs> the people that you are really concerned with impressing don't care. Yeah. yeah. And I have a great friend, a good friend of mine, who often says, you know, when it mattered, they didn't care, and now that they care, it doesn't matter. Some That's people right. you need to release from your life anyway because Ooh. they're toxic. You're tired carrying other people's toxins. So when you choose to be authentic, like when, you, when you're when you in overwhelm, the thing to do is to start removing things and people that are causing the overwhelm. Absolutely. Like just stop cold turkey and remove them. Yeah. Just stop. Like stop and remove everything and everybody that's not working for you. And when you start stripping away those things and people and the resulting peace, starts manifesting, the question is going to be, man, what took me so long? What took me so long to do that? (laughs) What took me so long to do that? I should have done that a long time ago. And so that's how you know if you're in survival mode. You're giving Mm -hmm. out of your cup. And the thing is, Q, our capacity is for us. Mm. Our capacity is for us. That's right. But when you are no longer living in survival mode, now you are giving to others from your overflow. Yeah. So if you don't have overflow, then everything that you have is for you. Fill up your tank so that you have some overflow to nourish others. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how you I would know. appreciate that. I, I would appreciate you giving to me from your overflow. Yeah. Because other than that, mm, you're really doing me a disservice. Absolutely, because really I'm not are. giving you my best. Not at all. And then whatever, after I finish giving you from my capacity, then I have an attitude with you because you didn't yes. recognize that I was giving to you from my capacity. And now I have an yes. attitude with you because yes. I'm like, they should have been able to read my mind and see yes. that I was giving to them from my capacity. They know I was giving to them from my capacity. Now, yes. now you are accusing other people yes. for what they could not read yeah, right. not fortune teller, not a fortune teller. Like, you, you yeah. didn't read my mind, so now I have an no. attitude with you because so you didn't see that I really needed for me what I just gave to you. Yeah. Come on, that's called being delusional. Yeah. Come on now. 
mad, really, I mean, really angry. It's <laughs> called yes. being delusional. When uh, Don Miguel Ruiz, the author of one of my favorite books, The Four Agreements, says, always do your best, be impeccable with your word, don't take things personally, and most importantly, don't make assumptions. Yes. Don't assume that people know what you need. Because most of the time, they don't. They don't know. (laughs) At all. Most of the time, they don't know. So let people off the hook by letting yourself off the hook Mm -hmm. and asking for what you want and need, always doing your best, being impeccable with your word, and stop overcommitting. Oh, that's good right there. Which causes us to under-deliver. Right? You got to be honest about your capacity. No, I can't do that. That's not going to be good for me today. Yeah. You know, and that 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 wisdom came from, you're going to laugh. That wisdom came from me overbooking my schedule. Mhm. Saying yes to two and three engagements in a day, going from one event to the next to the next. And then yes. one day saying, you're a fool. Like, why are you doing that to yourself? <laughs> like, that is yes. just dumb. Why are you doing yes. that, Vicky? Yes. Like, you know, I just had to yes. step back and say, this is ridiculous. I'm not doing What that. are you doing? Yes. Stop it. So now I don't. I don't overbook. No, I'm not available on that day. Do we? Do you have another day that's possible? If not, okay, that's not the opportunity for me. Right. Like we live yeah. at choice. I said that in the beginning. <laughs> we live at yes. choice in every moment. Like stop it. Take personal responsibility for your life because your life as it is right now is the result of the choices that you've made. And when you own that, then you realize you have the power to make different choices, to change the things that are not working. Absolutely. Oh. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Overcommitment, underdelivering. I, listen, I hope y'all remember now. We are, we are pros <laughs> at that, right? Good gracious. We are yes. pros at and, that because we, we, we rise good. to the occasion. We rise Absolutely. to the occasion to do the things we have to do. Yeah, but just because yeah. you can do it, the question Ooh. is: Am I anointed to do it? Is Come it my assignment? Yes, is sir. it my assignment? Yes. Is it my yes. assignment? Because if it's not my assignment, you're not going to have the anointing or the grace for it. Not at all. Not at all. And and it's amazing so, that you say that because even now in the season that I am in. I have to step back when I get an email, when, when someone approaches me or I get something in the mail, I step back and I say, is this a good thing to do or is this a God thing? Because I only have time right now for the God thing. Come on. That are, that are lining up with what he has for me right now. I don't Not have only time do you only do have time, that's mm-hmm. all you have grace for. That's it. Mm. That's it. If you don't have grace for it, it's not your assignment. Because I can tell you this, because I love who you are. I love what you do. I told you this when I met you in person. You know, if you don't have grace for it, you're not going to be able to do it with ease. Yeah. Grace gives you ease to do what you're called and anointed to do. 
And and I know women look at us and say, oh, I want to do that. Oh, I can do that. Oh, mm-hmm. I can write a book. Oh, I can mm-hmm. speak. Oh, I can do a radio show. Or I can have yeah. a conference call. Or I can mm-hmm. do a prayer line at 6 a.m. I did a morning inspiration prayer call for seven years every wow. single day at 7 a.m. I was doing this 10 years ago, okay? And so I had to realize, I had to realize and acknowledge and be okay with I'm a trailblazer. I do things years before they catch on. That's and that right. can be a lonely place, all right? Yeah. That can be a lonely mm. place. So then I had to recognize, okay, God, I'm anointed to be a trailblazer. I'm anointed to go ahead. And so I yeah. also have to be discerning when it's time for me to let that thing go and go blaze another yeah. trail. It's not crowded over there. It's going right. to be a lonely place, a lonely journey. So I had to get really clear about who's in my life to pray for me, to hold my arms up, to yes. walk with me on this lonely journey. This is why you have to get really, really clear, ladies, about who are you called to be, what are you called to do, because just yeah. because you have the capacity and the gifting, is that your assignment? Is yeah. it the timing for you? Be really clear about that so that you can change the world, right, so that you can mm-hmm. make a difference, so that Absolutely. you can impact your family, and then at the same time have something left for you <laughs> yeah, and your family. Mm. I made a decision. I was not going to go and save the world and my family go to hell in a rowboat. It wasn't going to happen. Come on now. Not at all. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Mm. I have to be. I have to be Christ in the earth first in my home, for my That's daughter, right. for my nieces and nephews, for my sisters That's and right. brothers, for my aunts and uncles, cousins, and my mom and my dad. You know, right. it, it, it has to start inward and then go That's out. Right. That's right. And then go out. Yeah. That's your first ministry. I, I could not. Could not agree more. I, I refuse to be this person walking around, change the family, change the world, spend time with your family, 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 family. And my kid's like, Mama, when are you coming home? Because <laughs> you're so busy out here saving the rest of the world, you forgot about us. I refuse, yep. refuse, refuse. I love it. I want you to now um, really share with those who are listening right now, give them about two to three practical steps because I'm sure that that there's somebody listening who is, I mean, literally, the bow is about to break for them. But we all know that when you're that close to that thing about to take off, everything that could is just coming to, it's just distractions galore all around you. Mm Mm-hmm. What, what would you say to them so that they stay focused and not miss the mark? Okay. I'm ready for I'm ready for you, Q. I did my work. I was prepared for this question. Because <laughs> yes, yes. you asked me to be prepared. So I want to show yes. up and give my best. And my response to that is get radical. Get Ooh. radical. Be in radical self-care. Practice radical self-care. You have to fill up your cup before you offer a drink to somebody else. So whether that's get massages, eat better, sleep better, drink more water, you know, exercise, uh, take a bath, 
spend quiet time, have a devotion, meditation, do yoga, do whatever you have to do, prayer, whatever you have to do to fill up your tank. That's radical self-care. Number two, being radical sisterhood. Women heal women. I am not my sister's keeper. I am my sister. So find a woman, find two or three women who you know unequivocally love you, will be there for you, will come get you in the middle of the night on the side of the road who you can call. It doesn't matter what time of day they pray for you they love you they show up even when you tell them not to come like yeah. be in radical sisterhood not just receiving but be that sister for somebody else because the greatest thing you can do when you are on the brink of a breakthrough is show up for other people and allow God to work out your situation while you're being yes. in number three radical service be mm. of service Be in service. Live a life of service. The greatest gift you can offer to yourself is to show up for somebody else. Yes. So go help somebody else while God is working it out for you. Absolutely. Radical self-care, radical sisterhood, and be in radical service. Mm. (laughs) I love it. Oh, I love it. And I sure wrote my three down. I hope y'all got it. I love it. And and you know I have to piggyback because you said radical sisterhood. And I know sisterhood, that, that is huge for you. That That is your brand. That is what yep. you breathe and live. Talk to us about why it's so important in our communities. The success of our communities truly relies on the power of that sisterhood. Unfortunately, we don't see it as much, but it is there. It is present. But we want to infect every listener here today to just stand up who, who went out and saw Hidden Figures. If you went and saw Hidden Figures and you weren't ready to start a sisterhood movement, something is wrong. <laughs> something is completely wrong. But talk to us about why that's so significant, that sisterhood piece. Because the world revolves around women. Quiet as who? Yes. Women do run the world. That's right. And, it, and, and, and it's not just Beyonce didn't come up with that. God did that. Everything he did to cause multiplication started with the woman. Mm. Right? Everybody that is born comes through a woman. Anything you give a woman, we multiply it. Yes. In the Bible, God could have allowed Adam to do it himself, but he said, let me put you to sleep, Adam, and give you a help me. Out yes. of his rib, he created woman. So if you're a woman, you're a sister. Right? When the world is going crazy, when the weather is acting up, they don't say father nature, they say mother nature. Don't right? everything that everything that God created revolves around women. So if yes. you're a woman, you're a sister. Yes. Whether you have children or not. Right? Yes. If you're a woman, you're a sister. In yes. in the circle of sisterhood there is connection. Yeah. And when we connect, we collaborate. Hello, this is a collaboration today. Yes, it is. This conversation is a collaboration that is the result of us connecting first online, then in person. Yes. And that connection creates collaboration, and eventually collaboration creates community. Absolutely. And when we are in community with one another, we're unstoppable. Mm. We're unstoppable. Yes. The shenanigans we see on TV, online, of women not getting along is a lie. 
Yes. It's a bamboozlement mm. That's right. to keep us from our power. Because if they can divide us, they can conquer us. Absolutely. But when we come together in unity, that is where we have our strength and our power. Mm. So women do get along. Women do work together. Women That's do right. celebrate one another. And That's I right. am actually perpetuating and standing on the shoulders and the legacy of my grandmother. My grandmother was a, an advocate for women. She was the national president of the National Association of Colored Women's Clubs. I started wow. my first girls' club when I was 10 years old. It was called Clover Zodiacs. We had a song and everything. <laughs> wow. Ten years old, I started my first girls' club because my grandmother, yeah. my grandmother demanded that women and girls celebrate one another and get along. So this isn't some trend I hopped on, you That's know, right. at the advent of social media. I was doing this before I, before emails even existed. Yeah. Like this thing is in me. It's in my DNA. It's in my blood. Absolutely. It's in my bloodline. It's in my heart. So that's why I'm so passionate about it. Cool. Because this is real to me. It's a legacy yeah. that I, my grandmother passed to my mother who passed it to me, and I passed it to my daughter who in turn will pass it to her children. Like yeah. this thing is in me. And, and I was doing this before I got paid to do it. Mm. That's how you know. That's yeah. how you know what you're called to do. If you will yeah. do it regardless of the dollar sign, because when you do what you love, you yeah. eventually monetize it, right? Absolutely. And then it's no longer work. Absolutely. So my, my, my offering today, as I know we're about to close, is find that thing that you love, that you're passionate about, that's in you, that you dream about, that you talk about, that, yeah. that you would do regardless Mm. that's the stream you're supposed to be in. And from that stream of purpose will come every other desire of your heart yes. because that is how you're going to honor God. That's how God is going to show up yes. in you, as you, through you. Yes. When you find that stream, that, he, that seed that was planted in you, yes. that you came to earth to, to produce and sprout and blossom right. as. That's how God gets glory out of your life. And when you present your life for his glory, he has obligated, God has obligated himself through his word to give you the desires of your heart and to manifest the things that that you decree and declare out of your mouth. Mm. That's who I am. That's faith over feelings. That's doing it anyway. It's yes, getting it is. in alignment with God, and I'll close with Job 22. The Amplified Version says, agree with God quickly. Then you will have peace, and good will come to you. That thing right there is real. It's tried and proven. <laughs> I've yes, done it, is. it. I live it. That's who I am. That's how you put your faith over your feelings. Agree with God, trusting that your steps are ordered by God, and that no good thing will God withhold from you as you continue to walk uprightly as the queen that you are. Yeah. Girl, you ain't going to make me preach on this on this. I love it. Oh, you today. I'm about to be quiet oh, right yes, now. You did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, you just did. And, and, and the doors are open, okay? <laughs> I absolutely love it. There I is nothing impossible. It. I want to just I just want to encourage the sisters that are listening and if some brothers are ear ear hustling. There's nothing yes, right. impossible with God. Nothing. 
nothing, nothing, as long as you're alive, yeah, there's hope mm. for Absolutely. what's possible. So live in what's possible. Don't worry about what the naysayers are putting out there. Live in the possibilities because as long as you're alive, anything is possible. Yes, it is. And highly probable because God is not a man that he shall lie. But if he promised it, he will perform it. He will. Hmm. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, okay, guys, so you know we got to wrap it up. I got to ask really quickly, though, because it's just a question that we've been consistent since the first show. I got to ask, change the family, change the world. What does that mean to you? Change the family, change the world. Meaning we have to get back to that sense of community, of caring, of connecting. Because your family is not just your bloodline. That's right. You're my family Mm -hmm. because you're my sister. That's right. So it's about connecting. It's about caring. You know, it's, it's about being committed. Yes. To healing and wholeness at any cost. Malcolm X said, by any means necessary. Yes. Right? By any means it. necessary. George Orwell said this quote is so powerful. He said, truth in the midst of universal chaos looks like revolution. Oh. So you have to be willing to look like a revolutionary. Yeah. To heal your family. So you can change your family, so you can change the world. It has to start yeah. within. It has to. And then go <laughs> it has to. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. All right, listen, it does us no good to have you up here just dropping golden nuggets on us if the listeners don't know how to connect with you or work with you. So drop um, all of your social media handles and websites and all of that. We'll, of course, have it on the website, but just drop it for them for their listening ears so that they can write it down. Okay, quickly, Instagram and Twitter, I'm all things Vicky, and that's V-I-K-K-I, all things Vicky. Go to my website, join my mailing list, and find all of my social media. I'm everywhere. It's VickiJohnson.com. Again, V-I-K-K-I Johnson.com. Join my mailing list. I do a monthly e-blast. But I am on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest. I'm all over the place. And we <laughs> welcome connecting um, with those of you who are listening today. I love it. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it, and I can't wait to see what's going to come because I know that lives will be and have been changed. I'm excited. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you again. You're welcome. All right, guys, you know how we end out with our word of change. And so, of course, I had to go to the greatest book of all time, and that is the Bible. (laughs) So I'm going to read to you Hebrews 11 and 1, and it's going to be the easy read version, which says, Faith is what makes real the things we hope for. It is proof of what we cannot see. Make sure that you go out today and you take your faith with you and let that cover every single one of your feelings so that you can walk on purpose. Guys, remember that there's one in 14 children in the U.S. that have a parent incarcerated. I challenge you to become the change these children deserve. I dare you to help a friend or neighbor who is in need. But guess what? I triple dog dare you to help who? Yourself. For more information on how to connect with my guests, 
visit www.authorq, as in the queen I am, radio.com. Guys, make sure that you are intentional tonight to spend time with your family. Have a great evening, and until next time, change the family, change the world. 99.1 WDJY FM. Good night.